Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. We'll be right back to today's show. But before we do, I want to let you know that you can get a free copy of my first book, Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma, when you leave a review for the podcast on Apple Podcasts, either on desktop or on your phone. All you have to do is go to Apple Podcasts, look up Think Unbroken, click follow in the top right, and then go and leave a review at the bottom. And when you leave that review, screenshot it and send it over to book.thinkunbroken.com where you can upload your contact and mailing information, and we will send you a free copy of this award-winning, best-selling book, absolutely free, including shipping. Just go to book.thinkunbroken.com to upload your screenshot review from Apple Podcasts for the Think Unbroken podcast. And until next time, my friend, be unbroken. I'll see you. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. 
I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of live coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. You're listening to the Think Unbroken podcast, and I'm your host, Michael Unbroken. I'm an author, speaker, coach, and advocate for adult survivors of childhood trauma and abuse. In this podcast, you will learn how to transform your trauma into triumph, turn breakdowns into breakthroughs, and go from victim to being the hero of your own story. You can learn more at thinkunbrokenpodcast.com, and of course, check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify at Think Unbroken Podcast. Hey, what's up, Unbroken Nation? Hope that you're doing well wherever you are in the world today. Super excited to be back with another episode with my friend, one of my mentors, and super special guest today, John Lee Dumas. John, my man, what is going on in your world today? Michael, I'm fired up and down here in Puerto Rico where the sun is shining, the birds are singing, life is good. Dude, I love it. I'm super excited to have you. You may have noticed a little nod the Unbroken Nation there, throw a little homage to you. Um, I started listening to Entrepreneur on Fire, your podcast about seven years ago. It's played huge, huge dividends in my life. And so the opportunity to have you on the show is incredible. Now, I know a little bit more about you than most folks. I know that you grew up in Maine, four years of college paid for with an Army scholarship, eight years as an officer, 13 months in Iraq. You've had a team of 16 men. You led in some of those dangerous parts of the Middle East at the most dangerous time to be there. And, you know, first and foremost, as someone who comes from a military family, I have a huge amount of admiration for you. Thank you for your service and for what you've done. Um, I'm curious. I, I heard you say something one time that really struck me. You were like at 23 years old, you were arguably completely while in this, this college and this growth and being an army cadet feeling still very irresponsible and having this moment of six months prior to leading these men into war doing keg stands. And I remember hearing that and being like, that is such an incredible juxtaposition. How did you switch into this place of taking massive responsibility for your life in such a, a required time, John? I think the word switch that you use is actually a very good one because it was literally like flipping a switch because that's what I had to do. I just had a great life growing up in Maine for the first 18 years of my life in a very small town and just doing the things that, you know, somebody's going to do from zero to 18 years old and then having the best four years of my life in college and just having such a blast graduating at 22 and then being commissioned as an officer in the U.S. Army. And then all of a sudden being 
shift over to Fort Riley, Kansas, where I'm a platoon leader training my platoon of 16 men in four tanks to take to war and saying, I literally had six months ago a life where I woke up when I wanted to wake up. I had nothing to do except, you know, barely scrape by on whatever classes I had to do and then go to a party that night and drink with my friends and hang out and flirt with girls. Like that literally was my life for four years to now, like I'm driving this, you know, absolutely killing machine, this 77 ton M1A1 Abrams that's going to deploy with me to Iraq to go fight and kill our enemies with 16 men's lives at my, you know, under my supervision and at essentially the, you know, beck and call of the decisions that I'm going to be making, good or bad. And it was terrifying. And I literally could not be like the John Lee Dumas of college or of the first 18 years of my life, the happy-go-lucky, the looking at the bright side of everything. I couldn't be that person. Um, I literally had to flip a switch and just become a new person, become a different person. And honestly, like I hadn't really heard or seen other people talk or do these things back in that day. So I was just like, I must just be weird. I must just have to be doing this on my own. And now it's kind of interesting, like, you know, seeing some documentaries of people like Kobe who went into Black Mama, uh, Mamba, like he flips the switch and how Serena Williams does the exact same thing. Like she has her alter, and Beyonce has her alter ego. Like that's what it was. Like it was literally me flipping a switch into an alter ego and becoming a different person, which, you know, not to go too deep on this and we can maybe touch more on this later if you want to, but it did allow me to compartmentalize like the terror and the trauma that I experienced while I was deployed in Iraq and seeing and, and doing what I saw and did. And then feeling like when I got back for a couple of years, like I was actually good being like, wow, I was just one of the lucky ones that really didn't deal with PTSD. But then when I like flipped the switch back into like, like the real John Lee Dumas, like that's when the problem started. That's when the anxiety, the, the depression, the PTSD really kicked in for the first time. So it was like really a delayed onset of those issues that I had to deal with during my 20s. Man, you know, it's so fascinating to me that you picked up on the switch in that way because, and, and I'm lucky enough to have know that you've seen me on stage. That's a switch for me too. Michael and Broken is very much stepping into that so I can get the job done. And I, I do align with that idea with Kobe and Beyonce and, and people who do that because I think that there is maybe levels to it, right? Where you just look at your life and you go, I have to go to the next level. I have this responsibility. I almost even at times have to convince myself into being able to do this thing, right? And so you know, I heard you mention before that this transition out of military service and into civilian life as, and these were your words, you may or may not remember them, but it was a terrible failure for six years. And you were in this place where you were dealing with PTSD, you were feeling lost, but you said in the struggle of nothing, you turned to education. And I thought that was a fascinating thing. You turned to books, you turned to podcasts, you turned to personal development. Why? Like here, and the reason I'm asking you why is to create rhyme and reason. Because I think that in my experience, like being at the bottom, that's the best time to turn to education. Why, why did that happen for you, John? 
so those were six years of struggle. Law school, dropped out, corporate finance, quit, real estate, didn't work out for me. And I was just wondering, I'm scratching my head, just being like, like, what's wrong with me? Like, what's the issue here? Like, why am I unable to achieve the type of success that I'm just chasing and actually working hard? Because I was working hard in all of those things. And frankly, to answer your question directly, it was out of desperation. Like, I was desperate. I was just like, whatever I've been doing is not working. So I need to surround myself with the right people. I need to educate myself um, through the books of business men and women that have been successful and just other individuals who have led great lives. So I, I went in this you know, absolute rabbit hole of reading biographies and watching documentaries and listening to audiobooks and just business books in general. And it was really, again, out of desperation, but of all of those words that I read in those books and in, in that time frame of my life, pre-launching Entrepreneurs on Fire, all of that helped in some way. But there was really one phrase from those tens of maybe hundreds of thousands of words that I read over the time frame that really changed everything. And that's why, you know, whenever I people are like, man, I read this book. It was good. But I'm like, well, was there like one thing in that book that was great? They're like, oh yeah, there was one thing. that was." I'm like, well, sometimes that's it. And I was reading this book and I almost put it down a few times. And I just kept pounding through it just so I could complete it. And towards the end of the book, this guy quoted Albert Einstein. And the quote was, try not to become a person of success, but rather a person of value. And it was literally like, Somebody, maybe Albert, reached out from the past and slapped me in the face. And he said, Bro, like you are literally just trying to chase success. That's never going to work. What are you doing that's valuable in this world? And I looked in the mirror and I said, What value are you providing in this world? Like I asked myself. And the answer was nothing. I wasn't providing any value. I was chasing my own personal success and not giving any value to anybody along that journey. And I said, well, Albert must know a thing or two. What if I just shifted everything and, and did 100% value and stopped chasing success 100%? And that's what led to Entrepreneurs on Fire. That's what led to the idea, the concepts, to the commitment to try this, this thing out called becoming a person of value, which is what Albert Einstein talked about. And again, from this one book that I almost put down 50 times, that one gem started everything. Man, that, that's beautiful. And I, I have so many of those moments and experiences in my life where I'm like that one piece, that was the difference. And you listen that you carry that with you. But here, here's where I think people get stuck because the, they get that one piece quite often. And then they hear a story like yours and they go, oh yeah, I got this piece. I'm going to go and build this incredible empire. And the truth is like when you are value driven, whether that's part of your ethos or your who you are as a human being, there is patience and a vast amount of it required. But often you have to give something up to get what you want. You were having a conversation with Jordan Harbinger one time and you were talking about the courage to quit. And that hit me so hard, dude, because the greatest change in my life came from quitting that did not bring me value. Talk about the courage to quit, John. Do you know how many people's lives suck right now? And I mean, are just like 
lives right now because they're afraid to quit. Like it's the majority of the population. And I see it every single day. I see that person that's in law school on their first or second semester and they hate it and they're miserable. But guess what? They paid $20,000, $40,000 to be there and everybody thinks that they're in law school. So it's so impressive. So they end up spending the next 40 years of their life being a miserable lawyer. Or the person that just read a book one day or saw a movie that, you know, watch Grey's Anatomy. And they're like, oh my God, being a nurse is amazing. Like you get to do this and you get to marry the doctor and you get to, and they become a nurse. And I've seen it happen to people close to me in my family, by the way. And they, you know, go to school, get the degree, get the job. And they're working 9 p.m. to 9 a.m. shifts overnight. And they're just miserable because they're just changing deadpans and they're just doing this. And they never thought that it was anything like that. And I'm just like, oh my God, like these people, they had this sunk cost fallacy. They think that just because they started going down the road, that it's too much energy or there's too much cost to turning around, going back to the beginning and trying again. And, you know, just to kind of give like a financial example, this happens all the time to people and in the stock market, like they'll buy a stock at like 20. They're like, oh my God, if it goes to 30, like I'm going to sell and I'm going to make 50% gain. It's going to be amazing. And then it goes to 40 and they're like, oh my God, it's at 40. And then it goes to 50. They're like, oh my God, like what happened to them selling at 30? Well, now they're not going to sell because now they're seeing real dollar bills. And then the stock starts going down. They're like, oh, if it just goes back to 50, then I'll sell. But now it's down to four. Oh, if it just gets back to 40, I'll sell. And then it's back to 30. Well, if it just gets back, and then, it, and then all of a sudden, they're in the red. And this happens all the time. And so it happens in finance. It happens in life. It happens in business. It happens in everywhere. This sunk cost fallacy. And it all stems back to people not being willing to have the courage to quit. The courage to know that I'm going to make a decision. And it may not be the best decision that I could ever possibly make, but it's going to be a decision that I make. And I'm going to go forward, not look over my back in hindsight. And this kind of does bring me back to my army days. I'll tell a real quick story is that, you know, we were on a mission under fire and I was a platoon leader. So I had to make a decision. Now here I am, this 23 year old young buck, like I'm going to be like general Patton and make like the greatest decision in the world right now. That's going to win the war, you know? but I got to come up with the greatest decision. And he grabs me and throws me against the Humvee. He's like, LT, a good decision now is better than a great decision later because there might not be later for us. And like, I was like, holy crap, like he's right. Bullets are literally flying. So that's a, obviously an extreme example, but it's true in life as well. Like if you just go through life and you make really good decisions at every opportunity and you're just action, 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 take, making good decisions, it's going to lead to something great. But if you're frozen in the moment and you just are waiting for that great decision, you are never, ever going to take the type of action that it takes to be a massive success. So you need to understand the courage to quit, the courage to make a good decision and not worry that it's not a great decision, the courage to take action. Those things are critical to your journey. Yeah, 100%. And also, I think, for for clarity here, this is very much a not preaching from a pulpit. Like I know, John, you quit multiple things like law school, for example, even though you sunk cost into it. 
because you looked at your life and you said, this isn't what I want. I quit a six figure corporate job with a fortune 10 company because it wasn't what I wanted. And the truth about life is this time right now, this moment, you're not quitting. You're not getting that back. And if you don't act, here's what's going to happen. You're going to be on your deathbed and you're going to have regrets. And that is the singular worst thing I think that a human being could do in their life. But here's what I think is interesting, John. I'd love to know your thoughts on this. People want that. They want that life. They're like, I want to build this thing. I want to, whether it's a business or a relationship or a family or a career, whatever. They're like, I want that thing. And you said something that I wrote down one time that I think about literally almost every single day. You said, people want the gold, but they don't want the grind. What does that mean? Listen, if it was easy, every single person would be doing it. And then it wouldn't be worth anything. The best things that I've done in my life, in my world, have been grinding. Like, why is Entrepreneurs on Fire successful? Well, it's because back in 2012, I identified the absolute thing that was missing in the business podcasting space. There was a good number of business podcasts back then, but nobody, and I mean nobody, was doing anything more than a once-a-week podcast interview because it's a lot of work. You got to find the guest. You got to schedule time. You've got to interview them. You've got to edit it. You've got to upload it to your podcast host. You've got to do the show notes page. You've got to promote it on social media. Like that's, that's a lot of work. And it is a lot of work. And I said, well, why is nobody doing an, a daily show interviewing entrepreneurs? Because it's too much work, everybody told me. My coach, my mentor, Jamie Masters, my mastermind leader, Cliff Ravenscraft. It's just too much work, John. And I said, well, wait a second. If the two top people in the podcast space are telling me it's, it's too much work and it'll never happen, and I find a way to do it. Think of that opportunity. Think of that. And this goes back to a quote that I'm a big believer in. The higher the barrier, the lower the competition. And a daily podcast is setting a very high barrier because it's so much work. Finding 365 guests a year. 365 show notes page, 365 editing. and You guys know the whole spiel by now. So much work. But guess what? Because it's such a high barrier, I had not only low competition, I had no competition. I was able to build a moat around my business. Why? Because nobody was able to create the systems, the processes, and put in the grind and the work that it took to do a daily podcast interviewing entrepreneurs. And that's why I want it such a high level. So everybody wants entrepreneurs on fire. Like they want the 1 million plus listens per month. They want the 100 million total listens. They want the 3,000 episodes in their back catalog. They want the $200,000 we made last month on podcast sponsorships alone. They want the eight figures of revenue that we've generated over the past nine years in the business. They want the gold, but they're not willing to do the grinds. And those few people that are willing to do the grinds get the gold. And that applies to everything in life, man. 
everything, whether it's your career, your relationships, whatever it is that you want. Like, I think there is a grind to it. Like there is monotony in creating the life that you want to have. Like, believe it or not, people think like life is just this thing where you're like chilling on the yacht, having a drink, hanging out all the time. What the, what they often miss about people who are successful in any capacity, financially or otherwise, is the amount of effort that they put into it. Now, I know something that I think is really interesting about your story and your journey, because people do look at the measurement of where you're at now, but they may not know this. Your coach was actually going to fire you because <laughs> you didn't pull the trigger on your dream. Talk about that because I want people to hear this and understand that even John Lee Dumas, this guy who's built this incredible empire, arguably the greatest business podcast on planet Earth, almost didn't do it. So I'm a big believer when it comes to finding your mentor is to find somebody who is about a year ahead of where you want to be. So where you want to be in one year's time that's the person that you want to hire. Somebody who is currently where you want to be in about one year time. And I found that person in Jamie Masters, who was running a great podcast for about a year at that time called The Eventual Millionaire. And I hired her. It was fantastic. She helped me out on so many things. And then I caught what I like to call the perfectionist bug, which by the way, 99% of podcasters that have come through my podcasting community, Podcasters Paradise, have caught very few people. In fact, it may be 100%, very few people avoid this bug called the perfectionist bug, where they're just like, oh, I, you know, I know my launch date of my podcast is, is this date, but it's not perfect yet. Like my podcast could be a little bit better. My logo may be a little bit better. My website could maybe be improved a little bit. I'm not doing great show notes right now. I can improve my show notes. My social media don't have enough, doesn't have enough followers right now. Like I can improve, I can increase my followers. Whatever it is, one, two, all of those things I just mentioned, it's perfectionism. You become a perfectionist. Everybody does it. And it's so sad because the word perfectionism actually usually has a, a positive connotation in this world. Like, oh, like that person's a perfectionist. They just want to do things right. I think it should have a complete negative connotation in this world. In fact, I tell people, you need to replace the word perfectionism with the word coward because you are not a perfectionist. You are not trying to be perfect. You are a coward. You are being a coward and rewind to 2012, that was me. I was hiding behind this, this word called perfectionism because, again, people are like, oh, he's, he just wants it to be good. He wants it to be, per he wants it to be perfect. Like, I get it. It's like, who doesn't want things to be a little bit better? So I was hiding behind this word like a shield, like a little rock that was protecting me. But I was a coward. I was being a coward, as is everybody who ever utters the word perfectionism or I'm a perfectionist or I'm trying to be perfect. None of those things are true. You are 100% being a coward. And so I delayed my launch for a week and then two weeks and then three weeks. And finally, my mentor bitch slapped me as she should have done. And she said, I will fire you if you don't launch tomorrow. And that's why 
I had this kind of random launch date, September 22nd, 2012. It was just like end of the month, like let's just launch. It was no special day. It was just the day that my, my, my mentor wouldn't fire me. And let me tell you, I have never made the mistake again of trying to be a perfectionist because I call that a $100,000 mistake. I mean, it took me 13 months to get my podcast to over $100,000 in revenue. And that month that I wasted not launching it, just delayed that a month. So that was a $100,000 mistake I'll never get back because I wasn't being a perfectionist. I was being a coward. And that's just reality. Yeah, that's that's a hard truth, man. You know, and you have to look in the mirror. And I have a feeling it was probably keeping you awake at night. Why won't I do this? Why won't I just pull the trigger? What's going on? And the greatest moment of change in your life comes through action. Because if you don't create change in your life, change will never happen. And you have to put in the effort. You have to put in the energy. But also you have to be willing to face the, the naysayer and the critic who often is you first. Because guess what? People are out there. They're going to judge you anyway. And if you are always trying to make things perfect, you'll never have them done. And if they're not done, then you're doing yourself and the world a disservice. And this applies to everything. You say all the time, John, that fortune favors the bold. And I love that because I believe that it's very true. Outside of entrepreneurship and the military and building podcasters, um, paradise and entrepreneur on fire. What do you think is the most bold thing that you've done in your life? Done a lot of bold things in my life. Some have worked out. Some have not worked out for sure. But I will say, I think the boldest thing I've ever done in my life would be quitting law school. That is the defining moment in my life where I just kind of been the poster child up until that point in my life. You know, I did well in high school. I was a three-sport athlete. I was voted, you know, most athletic of my class. And then I went to college and did well in college. And I was an army cadet and I had a lot of great friends and a lot of great times. And then I went and became an officer in the U.S. Army and spent four years as an active duty officer um, serving the country and going to war. And then another four years after that as a, an inactive, uh, ar an active reserve um, army officer. And I just kind of like led this life where I pretty much done all the right things. I mean, of course, you know, I had a few hiccups along the way. We all do. But, you know, for the most part, you know, I had this like bright, shiny future. Now, like, oh, and did you hear what, did you hear what John's doing now? Like this war veteran who came back and he was a captain in the army and, and now he's going to law school. Like what's next for this guy? Is he going to go into politics? I mean, like that was kind of like, you know, like the whispers and and now I had to look in the mirror and be like, now the conversation changes from John, like kind of on this steady trajectory upwards doing various things to, oh, gee, here, like, yeah, John, John dropped out of law school. Like he, he couldn't hack it. Like he left, like who knows what he's doing now? Like he's probably waiting table somewhere, some, you know, 24 hour diner. And of course, these are all the thoughts that are going on in your head. When you get a little bit older, you realize people don't really care that much. <laughs> like they have their own things that they're, they're, they're caring about that don't involve you. But that's at the time you think it's going to be front page news and, and the dinner conversation at everybody's house for the next six months. And that's why I had to leave for, I, um, for India when I dropped out of law school. Like I just left. I had like the eat, pray, love moment. And I just went for four months and just backpacked India, barely communicated with anybody. 
And it was, uh, it was an interesting time in my life. But that was the most bold thing I ever did. And that, the beautiful thing about doing something so incredibly bold is that whenever I had to do other bold things in my life, I'd be like, hey, this is kind of bold, but nothing compared to what you did dropping out of law school. So sky. Yeah. I love it, man. And I'll, I'll tell you this. When, when I packed up my life, I quit that Fortune 10 job. I left America. I traveled the world. I lived in all these different countries. Man, I learned so much about myself. And I would say this, if you're, if you're unwilling to find out the truth of that thing that's very deep inside of you, you will never have fortune in your life. John, my friend, this is an amazing conversation. Um, and I appreciate you being here. Before I ask you my last question, can you tell everybody where they can find you? eofire.com is where all the magic happens. Of course, Entrepreneurs on Fire is a pretty cool podcast you can listen to. And I see the book over Michael's right shoulder, and I appreciate that, brother. But uh, you can pick up one of these, The Common Path to Uncommon Success. It is not my genius. It is the genius of over 3,000 of the world's most successful entrepreneurs that I've interviewed that make this book what it is. Yeah, and it's a phenomenal book. Um, it's behind me for a reason. I love it. I think it's a powerful manual for anyone who is in this place where they're trying to solve problems in their life. Because I think being an entrepreneur makes you the biggest problem solver there is. And so beautiful book. I love the podcast. Please go and listen. My last question for you, my friend, what does it mean to you to be unbroken? It means that you've been broken so many times that you are now anti-fragile. We've all had struggles and obstacles and challenges in life. And every time you've been broken is just a way to become more unbreakable, more unbroken. And that's what it means to me is to just continue to take, take strength from everything you've done in life, good, bad, ugly, and keep driving forward. Beautiful. Keep driving forward, my friends. Unbroken Nation, thank you so much for listening. Please like, subscribe, comment, share, leave a review, tell a friend. And until next time, my friends, be unbroken. I'll see you. Thank you so much for listening to Think Unbroken. Please share this episode with someone who could use it and help us move forward in our mission of ending generational trauma in our lifetime. And if you would, please take five seconds to pop on iTunes or Spotify, hit that five star, leave a review. And you can also reach out to us on social at Michael Unbroken or at Think Unbroken. And of course, you can check out our YouTube channel at Think Unbroken. Thank you for being a part of Unbroken Nation, my friends. And until next time, be unbroken. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of live coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a wait list for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph. 
breakdowns into breakthroughs and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.